Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 77, I think, I hope, of the Brent Pella Show. Real fun one today with a good buddy of mine, Irene Too. She is a hilarious stand-up comedian based out of LA. I met Irene up in the Bay Area a couple of years ago. Um, we've done a ton of shows together. Every show I've done with her, she has smashed. I do not say that with any ounce of lie. That's just the truth. Every show that we've been on together, she does great because she is great. We had a great time. We talked about... Um, up her entire background. I uh, love get, uh, getting to know her more. Um, she's originally from Chicago. We go into that, what it was like growing up in Chi-Town. She moved to Berkeley, did comedy. Uh, a lot of cool, fun, interesting stuff about comedy. About a, a lot of comedy talk. And also a lot of fun talk about um, kind of where the state of comedy audiences are today. And she's had uh, a few strange experiences in that world that we'll get into. Also talked about food and how we both love food. Because who doesn't love food? This episode is the little bup, 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 bup. Ha-ha. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Guys, support the sponsor. They support me. I support you. We all support each other. Okay. Um, magnesium Breakthrough is made of all seven forms of supplemental magnesium that can help your body with inflammation. Um, it also helps you ease into sleep. If you take it late at night, it can help relax you. It helps with blood flow, circulation, protein synthesis. I take it after a workout. Um, a lot of people have a magnesium depletion issue. I don't know if that's the right word, but I was reading about it earlier today, and a lot of people don't get enough magnesium in their diet. You can look that up. And fact check me on it, okay? For all the independent fact checkers out there, we love you. Thank you for your service. Highly recommend Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Get 10% off, and they'll send you a free bottle of Masszymes, which are my favorite digestive enzymes. I take those when I have a big pasta night or, uh, you know, a big uh, big night partying, okay? Because your boy likes to party. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Um, other than that, hey, man. Go see Irene 2 live and enjoy this episode with my buddy, Irene 2. It's a pretty cool table. It's like the coolest thing I own. That's it. Everything else is trash. <laughs> Everything else is trash. Um, how's your life? How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm chill. I just woke up from a nap, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, are you a nap? Are you a nap person? I wish I wasn't. And yeah. I take a nap almost every day. That's not a bad thing, though. How long are the naps? Anywhere from 20 minutes to mm-hmm. three hours. A three-hour nap is questionable. It's, yeah, it's, but, it's bad. <laughs> but a 20-minute nap, I, I, take, I take little power naps now and then. You gotta. You have to. Usain Bolt takes a nap right before every race. What? Yeah. yeah. I don't trust that because <laughs> <laughs> when I wake up, I'm groggy. Like, I'm still a little groggy. Uh-huh. You know, like, give me another hour or two and I'll be like, you know. Yeah with it how much sleep do you get every night like what time do you go to bed like eight or nine hours like i have to okay. sleep a lot yeah i can't do less than eight hours of sleep oh yeah, yeah. i, I can really but i'll be disgusting the next day yeah but a, a power nap is, is pretty good i try to take a power nap on like big show days just yeah. a little one just like 30 minutes or less yeah just like a couple hours before the show i'm like take a nap i wake up i'm like okay i feel refreshed mm-hmm. ready to go do you meditate no i don't meditate have you ever tried I think I've tried a couple times and I'm like so in my head. Yeah. But that probably means I really need to meditate. Probably. But also I feel like meditating is just like a fancy nap. Cause you're kind of like, if you, if you're meditating properly, sometimes you'll just fall asleep. 
That I think has happened. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not good at meditating, but I'm, I'm pretty good at sleeping. I'm so good at sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the best at sleeping or I wish that I could get paid just to sleep. <laughs> can you sleep on planes? Like oh, when yeah. you're flying? Yeah. I can sleep in any position <laughs> anywhere. In college, um, they were like, you know, there's like couches or chairs in the common areas. And yeah. then, you know, you'd stay up late. You're like working on your paper or whatever. And I would just sit on one of these chairs. I would take a nap on the chair. My legs are fully like, just like this uh-huh. on the chair. And I'm just like. Oh, you're just in like the most uncomfortable yeah, like college asleep. student position. Yeah. yeah. Where, where'd you go floor. to, where'd you go to college? I went to Northwestern for two years mm-hmm. and then I went to UC Berkeley for the other two. Oh, cause you're from Chicago, right? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, to Northwestern for two years and then Berkeley for two years. What'd you like better? Um, honestly, yeah, neither. I wanted to go to Stanford. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Was that always the dream when you were a kid? Um, no. Well, when I was a kid, it's like you want to go to Harvard cause that's the yeah, best yeah. school. Yeah. But then when we actually visited colleges, the only one I wanted to go to was Stanford. Why is that? I like the campus and mm-hmm. it was like cool, like chill vibes. And I, I have always wanted to live in California. And that was the school where I was like, oh, this is like such a fun, cool place. And also, you know, you have to be smart to get in. So I was like, okay, this is the best school that I want to go to. And also has the vibe that I want. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I got rejected twice. You got rejected on the transfer application too? Yeah. Dang. What? So why did you know you were going to transfer from Northwestern as soon as you went there? Because I transferred after two years too. No, I went in not wanting to go to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the first year, I kind of hated it. Then mm. the second year was much better because I started doing comedy and, you know, I found more people yeah, that yeah, I yeah. vibed with. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't, I never wanted to go to school basically where I grew up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the winters are brutal, especially it's like by the lake. So it's like really it's fucking cold. It's so cold there. Yeah. And I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of sucked. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe I'll transfer. Mm-hmm. And I tried and, uh, didn't get into school I wanted, mm-hmm. but, uh, I got into Berkeley and I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Berkeley's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Berkeley's a cool vibe. I like that area. Uh, the vibe's great. Yeah. Schooling wise, didn't love. Didn't love it. Yeah. Why is that? It's, it's, it was way different than coming from like a private school, uh-huh. you know, cause it's such a huge public school and I was not used to that. The uh, class okay. sizes were way bigger. Way bigger. Yeah. 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 And I was going in as a junior, but then I'm taking classes with like freshmen cause I have to fulfill some of the requ- requirements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like me as a junior or senior, even with people who just got into college and I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I doing here? Yeah. 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 With like 200 of these kids that just got here. I'm like, I want to leave. Yeah. Was the college comedy scene better at Berkeley? Cause of the, no, no, oh, really? It was better at Northwestern? Yeah. Why is that? Because I would assume it'd be better at Berkeley with SF right there. Um, no, but I guess Chicago is a bigger such comedy a huge city comedy than city. San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Northwestern has a really um, big like theater program. Or I guess it's not big necessarily, but it's very um, selective. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty hard to get in. And the theater kids had you know their own thing. Yeah. Um, and they had a like an improv team. That did I did you, not did you do, get on. You did not get on. You did stand up, not improv. At not a, yeah, I just did stand up. Okay. And they had like a new stand up group that was starting, and I joined when I was a sophomore. Cool. And that's kind of that's I got cool. Into did you there. did you start going to open mics in Chicago? Right mm-hmm. when you yeah, started. Yeah, so we started doing open mics. Like um, there was like one that was like pretty close to campus, and then occasionally I'd go into the city and do them, but I didn't go that often because it was kind of far from campus. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then we would do showcases on campus. Cool. Yeah. So well, were those were those fun? Those are really fun. Because yeah. I uh, I've been to a couple of those showcases like during a college tour i'll mm-hmm. go do the show and then they'll ask me hey can you stick around we're gonna do like a really like an open mic showcase thing yeah and i'll watch and it's like you know everybody that does it has only done stand-up two or three times sure. and they're 20 19 years old uh, and all their friends are there and they do like four or five minutes yep and they're so awkward <laughs> but the crowd is so hot like, yeah they're great they're great yeah they're, Co- they're, college they're kids psyched. like really support their friends doing stand-up yeah. I wish I had. I never did stand up in college. I didn't I start mean, until I got to LA. It wasn't like the cool thing to do. No. But it, like for your friends, it probably was, right? No. Like, oh. <laughs> no. In college, the thing you want to do is be in an acapella group. Like, that was cool. Uh huh. Or, I mean, if you're an athlete, like, yeah, that's, you're Sports. a god. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. But minus that. Yeah. Extracurricular wise, acapella or improv. Or improv. Only did you, those did two. you ever sing? No, I can't sing. You can't sing. No. Okay. So acapella wasn't even on no, the list of no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. But I tried improv, but I didn't get get on the team. So. Yeah, I did. A, um, I did a college show. I forget where it was. It was. Ooh, I want to say North Dakota, South Dakota, or something. And I, I did That's the show. The same. It's the same. It is the yeah. same. There's really no reason why we need two Dakotas. No. Right. Well, there's barely any people in either of them. So just right. Make just it one make Dakota. it one Dakota. It's not like they have different cultures, you know? They don't put different types of cheese on their fries. <laughs> yeah. What's the culture what's the cultural difference between North and South Dakota? No one knows. Anyways, I did I did a show and then after the show they wanted me to um be like a uh I don't know, over, oversee their school's improv team's practice and give like notes. So you're like coaching it basically? Yeah. Oh my god. So of course I said yes cuz sure. I thought it would just be like the silliest time. And it was and they were very very nice. Um, cause I, I did, I came up doing improv at UCB and Groundlings and all that. And it was really funny to see them do like, uh, just do like college improv. Like college improv is so funny cause you don't really have a lot of life experience yet to right. pull from. So there's like every other do- joke is a dick joke or like a semi-racist joke <laughs> or sure. like, uh, just like some oddball random thing, like talking to each other like this and then like. Oh my God, there's a dog coming out of my ass. Whoa. And the other guy's, wow, we should dance with it. What? Right. And they're just like dancing with a dog that they're pretending just came out of an ass. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. So uh, when the dog came out of your ass, I really like how you committed to that reality. But I'd say maybe frame it in a way. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like frame the shit. Um that's so hilarious. It was, it was funny. It was really funny. College improv is is uh, that might be a Dakota thing. I'm gonna be fun. honest. Maybe it's a Dakota thing. I think because I went to some of the college improv shows and they were not bad. Okay, I, all right. I, not. I mean, Chicago is so improv heavy. They probably have. Great yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was more uh, based in reality. But okay, I cool. could be wrong. They could have been doing some shows with dogs coming I mean, out of asses. I don't know. Maybe you've never seen a dog come I, out of your ass. I so didn't see it. Wasn't there? That might not be your reality, Mm-mm. but it is somebody's. That's it so is funny. somebody's reality. Um, what was growing up in Chicago like? Are you um, are your parents from out there too? No, my parents are from China, so okay, they, they immigrated. Came. Yeah, okay. so they they came to Chicago. Um, I was born in Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, then from the suburbs. So the burbs. The, yeah, when so, I say I'm from Chicago, what I mean is I'm from the suburbs, like Naperville. Uh, <laughs> not Naperville, but basically the same thing. Okay. And I know where Naperville is. Okay, yeah, so it's yeah, not my that far aunt from used me. Used to live out there. 
Oh yeah, in Naperville. I yeah. went to uh, Chinese school on Saturdays in Naperville. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, to <clears throat> to learn like history and culture. Um, to learn how to like write and speak. Do you Chinese. speak? Do you speak Chinese fluently? Um, I would not say fluently. I yeah. would say I can definitely get by with it. I can have a conversation and stuff like that. But a lot of words I don't know. Cool. Because there's so many words in the language. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many figures too, right? To draw, isn't there like a? Oh yeah, a like every word number. is a different character. There's yeah. no alphabet. Oh my god, that's wild. Yeah, so it's just like thousands and thousands. I think just of, characters. Mem- of memorizing characters. Yeah. Wow. Is that hard? That's got to be the hardest part. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I, like, stopped at one point because okay. I'm like, I'm, Mom, I'm done. I can't. Yeah. W- when am I going to do use this? I mean, I probably should have kept going, but yeah, it was yeah. brutal. But it is beautiful. The yeah, characters 100%. and the writing and the language is beautiful. But yeah, but it's the just memorization, endless. Right, right. There's no, literally, I mean, there's words my mom can't even read. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's so many Man, words that and characters. That is wild. Mm-hmm. That is wild. I want to learn Italian. I, I have a lot of family members in, in Italy and that mm-hmm. speak Italian. Um, but it's really hard. I feel like it's hard to learn stuff as an adult. Yeah. You got to kind of drill it into your brain early. That's true. I think languages, it's much easier when you're a kid, but I think the way they do languages, like when they teach you, it's all like messed up because they always focus on writing. You know, like I took like what, 10 years of Spanish. I can't, I can barely speak Spanish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same. Like I, you have to like go to a country or just like mm-hmm. speak it every day to like learn. Yeah. How to you got to find like a group or mm-hmm. like people to converse with regularly. Um, yeah. I went to Italy a couple years ago and, and I, I tried to do like flashcards, totally failed, but I was trying to like inundate myself with Italian stuff. Yeah. And so I started listening to Italian music <laughs> and like watching Italian movies, but the Italian music was hilarious because everybody that, every guy that speaks Italian uh-huh. just sounds like they're hitting on you. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're just like, Hey, and that just means like, Hey, what time is the pizza place closed? But it's really, it's, it sounds like, it's like <laughs> cause it's like a romantic language. So if yeah. they're looking at you, like kind of in that cocky, like, Hey, what? Um, so like I would listen to these Italian rap songs and it was just really funny to hear. There's Italian rap. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm fully just it's thinking you're cool. listening to like arias or something. No, 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 no. I found some like underground Italian rap. Wow. And it was cool. It was like. I mean, obviously, the the like, stuff they rap is, about. Yeah, is what do they rap different. about? Just like pasta? <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> I live in a village and I have pasta. I, I don't know anything village. about Italy. Yeah, I got pasta. Yeah. <laughs> you give me your fork. I'll give you some mustard. I don't yeah. know. Um, they they would rap about like I got a car. She wants to get in and ride. It, also, same like stuff. Me. Same stuff. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I don't know if there's that much of a difference between like the stuff they rap they rap about I, the um. Some of the like uh, pop culture like phrases are different. Mm-hmm. Like we have like sick or sweet or like you know that that's a vibe, right? Yeah. They they have like their own things. Like that's a meatball or whatever. It's not that. <laughs> but it's, you know this is similar. It might and it might actually be there that. There might be one. There might sick. be that's a meatball. Yeah. Somewhere. Uh, I should try to coin that. That could be like my comedy catchphrase. Hey, calling it right after, now after on a the joke. Yeah. And that's a meatball. <laughs> um. So you did Chinese school in Chicago. Uh, When did your parents come over? Did they know each other Um, prior to coming over? Couldn't tell you. Really? I, for some reason, have never had an interest in knowing (laughs) what they did with their lives before I came into the picture. Okay, cool. Right on. And people don't really ask me usually, so I forget. I'm like, oh, I should ask. And then you asked me now, and I'm like, I don't know know if they met here. They made it. Yeah, they made it. They made it. I don't know if they met here. I don't know if they met there. Yeah. 
I don't know what the origin story of hey, me is. As long as they're here and you're here. Yep. That's really all that matters. So you got into stand up in college. Did you like comedy before that? Um, well, I did not really know what comedy was at all. Okay. I loved cartoons as a kid, and that's, you know, funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't grow up with any stand up comedians. My parents are not into comedy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really loved Ellen and I thought she was really funny. And then people would tell me sometimes that I was funny. And then I started, I was like, Oh, like, how did she get into it? And then Chicago is such a huge comedy city. So I started taking like improv and stand up classes. And cool. I was like, okay. Like this is fun. And I didn't think I was going to do it for a career. Yeah. But at some point I didn't want a day job. Yeah. And uh, I was like, this is the only thing I really like. So let's try it. Cool. Yeah. Well, and when did you come to LA? Right after Berkeley? Um, no, I moved here a couple of years ago. Or no, you were in the Bay. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I met you in the Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you stayed in the Bay after Berkeley. Mm-hmm. When and you moved to LA within um, the past couple of years. Yeah, and like two, maybe two and a half, three years ago. I feel like the Bay is a really good place to start. It was great. Yeah, comedy. I loved it. That's why I stayed. Yeah, um, I thought I was going to move back to Chicago. Really? Uh huh. I went back home after I graduated for three months. And didn't like living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in SF, cause we, we met when I did that show with you and Andrew. Um, but I feel like it's it's such a good place to start because you can kind of like grow without being like watched. Oh, yeah. We have no industries. Is that what you you're know? saying? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's nobody there that's going to see you before yeah, you're no like, ready cares. or whatever. Nobody cares. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. zero So you just have fun. Care. Yeah. Right? That's a good, there's a good and a bad to that, It's I good guess. and bad because bad. I stayed so long and yeah. then, well, I feel like I, I think I could have left earlier, you know, cause at first you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know who I am. I'm just figuring out my voice. Yeah. And then I moved a few years ago and then I was like, oh, I could have moved maybe earlier and then people could see me. Yeah. Are you glad you stayed though? I'm. Cause you're killing it now. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd moved maybe a year or so earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're gonna have to live with that regret forever. You know, so I yeah. hope that knife wound feels yeah uh, that extra good year in your damn, chest. You know. Yeah, that one extra year could have really done it for you. Really could have <laughs> had my own table with shoes on it by now. <laughs> it's a marker of success. Yeah. Uh, what um, what you did you just shoot something? Um, I shot a little set for Comedy Central. For Comedy Central, yeah. that's right. So that'll come out later this year what was that like a 15 minute set no it was a five to eight minute set so i think i did maybe six or seven cool depending on how long these applause breaks are mm, they nice. were very applause breaks. did you get audience. a couple of pro- applause breaks um i did i think everybody did because they were being very generous very sometimes nice. i would argue too generous sure sure when you're like okay can you stop clapping a little bit so i can do the next <laughs> so punchline bit right <laughs> that's cool what uh how'd you get that did you submit for it and then um, do a no, live audition? No, I didn't or? submit for it. No, they just asked me, but I think they'd seen me before because I did uh, Clusterfest. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I've, I, every live showcase I've done for industry, I don't think I've done well. That's I, fair. Like, I never do well on them. Um, so I always I always wonder how people do well <laughs> on those because it's, it's like a bunch of agents and managers Yeah, watching, it's really hard to do well. it's so in, hard to make those showcase. people don't laugh. Yeah. Yeah, they're, all the, they're on their phone a lot of the, the time. The whole time. Yeah. Blatantly. Yeah. Not even pretending to watch the show a lot. Right. They're like, I got to answer an email or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I auditioned for JFL maybe twice now. Did you, Have you done JFL? No. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I was yeah. like, and I think I did like fine both yeah. times, but um, 
Yeah, I didn't get a call back, I think, the second time I did it. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. That was this, you know, most recent time. And that was dramatic. Yeah, was it? Well, you remember what happened with JFL this year. Because they did, they split. Oh, because of uh, the yeah. man. Yeah, because yes. of the man. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, you, got, you guys was, can look that up. You can figure it you out. You can look yeah. that up. Um, yeah. But also, it wasn't in Montreal this year. Right, they split it between New York and LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JFL, for anybody that doesn't know, is the biggest uh, comedy festival in the world, I'd say, just yeah. for laughs. Uh, very prestigious. Kyrie, our homie Kyrie got it. Yes, he did. Very excited for him. Super happy for very him. Very funny. Um, but that's cool. You, you've you racked up a bunch of cool credits and toured with some pretty rad people. Like Patton. Yes. Patton seems like such a cool guy. It's so nice. Extremely talented. Yeah. Um, I wish I was that funny. And uh, we all? prolific. Yeah. Yeah. What's his style like like in on stage? Cuz I've only seen seen him in short clips here. Oh yeah. I mean, he's kind of more of a almost a storytelling-esque kind of stand up. It's not mm-hmm. like set up punchline, set up punchline. Yeah. Um I think he does a good job having like a through line in his uh shows and his hours. Yeah. yeah. He's really cool. How did you start working with him? Um his manager saw me open for Brian Posehn at a mm-hmm. show, um, and one of the best sets I've ever had in my life. Nice. Is it on tape? Absolutely not. Of course, of course. not. No. It's not Good even audio never recorded. Get recorded. No, it's it, impossible. It's it's gone. Yeah. To the ether. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even think it was necessarily my strongest material. I don't. I remember I did like some newer bits, but like for some reason the crowd was very good. Cool. So I remember I like killed, and I was like, oh wow, all right. Yeah. Um, I did, he was in the green room at the time. I didn't know who he was and he saw me and then the next day he was like, Hey, like loved your set. Like, do you want to open for Patton on a few dates? And I was like, okay, great. So that's kind of how I started opening for Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Patton Oswalt is, is a G that's, it's nice to get a nice crowd. It's nice to get a hot crowd in front of cool people. Um, yeah. unlike the Santa Barbara crowd that we have. Oh yeah. But the most recent one the I most did recent crowd was very we had good. It was wonderful. They Amazing. were really fun. The other one. Oh, was yeah. insane. I mean, that was a bonding experience. It really was. Yeah. I think it furthered our friendship. 100%. And it definitely bonded you to that girl. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Should we tell the people what happened? Yeah. So we were in... We I, I used to run a monthly show in Santa Barbara. I still do. The next one is on Monday, September 1st. Wednesday. Wednesday, September 1st. So in two days from when this comes out. Um, and describe the joke that you were doing. I don't exactly remember but i used to and i changed it since because of that and then one other okay. time something happened where i'm like all right like i clearly have to change this because people are getting mad at me for some reason right um but i would do this joke where i started the bit but prior to the joke this is just like the setup where i'd be like oh are there any like gay people here and then usually like a few people would woo mm-hmm. um and then uh, then I would like do the rest of the joke basically where right, I, right. whatever. And I'm like, Oh, like, I feel like there's more gay people here. You know, it's like, Oh, sure, the, sure, you know, sure. there's like probably eight and a half of you or something, which is like just a bit about, you know, someone's by or there's more gay yeah, people. And, somebody has a little bit of gay. In yeah, exactly. Like and the, yeah. the whole point being like a lot of people are gay now and yes. some of you are lying. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the whole joke <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's very innocuous, the setup. But um, I was like, oh, there are any gay people here? And then this one girl, I think, just wooed so loudly. She had been eating a sandwich oh, yeah. for like an hour and talking to people around her, like little side rooms. Yeah, she was rooms, just distracting the shit. whole time. Yeah, just distracting. 
and and eating her sandwich like loudly and she raised her hand like mid bite and gave like a me yeah yeah right yeah and then i just was like oh are you? and i was like oh are you really gay cuz it just seemed like she was wooing to be uh, to get the, attention, to get attention. Of, yeah. like to be disruptive, the center of attention. I don't think she even, I was assuming she didn't even hear my joke. You know, yeah. Really? She yeah. just was like, Woo. yeah. And then I kind of was just making fun of her. Cause I was like, Oh, that's like such a straight girl thing to do. And just be like, <laughs> yeah. Woo, I'm drunk. <laughs> right, you know? right. Right. And then she got very upset about it later. Yeah. She got so upset. She, she got up and started talking back and then tried to complain to the bar. So we just kicked her out. Yeah. Um, and she got all mad for, she was like, you don't get to tell me what my identity is, some shit like that. Yeah. And I was, was like, so it really wasn't about that. It was about the fact that you're being very annoying during the show. Yeah. And you need to shut up. Yeah. What other, have you had any bad heckler moments um, over the years? I have a lot of, I have a lot of where it's like that, where people will be mad after the fact. So mm. they don't really do heckly things during the show, but they will um, try to cancel me after a show, basically. Weird. Yeah. Or like, I'll get either DMs. Well, you're not cancelable. What mean, do you do that's well, cancelable? Well, apparently the oh people my God. want to cancel me. And by the people, I mean like like three people at a time. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always, like, it's always like queer people, which is... It's always queer people? Yeah, yeah. Why? It's like queer gay people. I don't know. Do because, they think you're not like repping right for yeah, whatever I think their it's definition the thing, is? The thing is like when there's not enough representation, if you're not what they want, they're like, this is not good enough. Whoa. You know what I mean? That, that's really weird. Yeah. Um, can you give me an example of when that's happened? Um, what just, I, there was just something that just happened recently. Oh, but that's not exactly relevant to what I was saying. Oh, but the one time that someone really tried to like cancel me, I just, I used to do this joke and I'm still like trying to reword this joke where I talk about pronouns. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the whole point of the joke is that I am forgetful. So I'm like, oh, I never remember people's pronouns because I don't remember people's names. Like that's the bit. Sure. Basically where I'm, I'm just making fun of myself. So, because I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, and then I did this bit one time and then she was like, it's like hurtful that you're like not remembering people's pronouns and like all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, that wasn't the point of the joke. Oh my God. I'm not like trying to mess up people's pronouns. The point of the joke is I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know your name. Cause at one point I'm just like, say, I'm like, Hey, whatever this person's name. And I mess yeah, up their yeah. name. Like that's, yeah. I do a, uh, an act out for it. Um, so this person got, uh, so mad at me and they like wrote like a whole thing online and then they started a whole campaign basically to try to cancel me. Oh yeah, my God. The whole thing. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was it. That's so weird. Now, do you, do you, um, having gotten that multiple times, having gotten people trying to cancel you multiple times, Yeah. do you, do you find any like frustration with the state of culture today like sensitivity because people seem to be so sensitive about things especially when it comes to social issues obviously political issues sure, sure. but like social issues uh to me i try to take aim at everything and yeah, or whatever crosses yeah. my path and that sometimes includes outrageous um like pronoun type things like i'm i am all do whatever you want call yourself whatever you want yeah, yeah. if you want to be a zur I, I don't know what that is but i'm happy to say <laughs> zur but also, if you're going to be a Zer or a Zix or or, or M, or, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. I saw I saw one that's 
Mr. John or like Uncle John oh, or something like that. Right. So, but that's on a list. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to make fun of some of those. Sure. Right. Sure. And do you do you find that people are too sensitive about things? And do you ever consciously try to find the line between being offensive and just trying to be like funny and poke fun of things you think are a little silly? Right. I mean, I'm never trying to be purposefully offensive. Um, right. That's not really my comedy, but I don't think it's interesting to be preachy. Mm-hmm. And since I look like me, I think it's not as funny if I tell a joke where I'm like, it's like very important to remember people's pronouns and stuff like that. Cause like coming from me, that's what they expect from me. Right. right so right, I don't right. think it's funny. I just think if I take the opposite viewpoint and kind of finagle a joke that way, it's more interesting and funny Yeah, because I don't look like, what you would expect. Right. You know like the, I mean? like the forgetting the pronouns. pronouns yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously like I'm not messing people's pronouns out here. I like whatever you tell me you want me to no, call I would you. Never I, mean, do yeah, I would never do that. I would never do that on purpose. That's not the, that's not the point of the joke. Right. The point right. of the joke, I was just like, Oh, wouldn't, isn't it funny that I would, you know, if I forget, cause I'm just a dummy and I can't remember anything. Right. Like, right, right, right. You know? Right. Yeah. So all of my jokes, I try and take a side that I think, or a, an angle on a topic that I think hasn't been done before mm-hmm. and that someone wouldn't think I would say. Cool. Yeah, I get you that. You know, because it's kind of like, you know, if you see a white guy being like, I'm a feminist and they do like a cool feminist joke where you're like, oh, like this. Yeah. You know, bro-y white guy has a cool feminist joke. Like mm-hmm. that's very funny and interesting. I actually right? have one about, because I, I was yeah. raised by a single mom and I grew up with a sister. Exactly. So it's I have like, a little bit That's like yeah. what I want to see from you where I'm like, oh, that's right. so funny and interesting and cool about you. Like, right. I people don't want to hear me preaching mm-hmm. or maybe they do but that's just not interesting to me for comedy and the ones who do are probably the ones that are going to get upset when you that's preach. exactly what happens right. yeah, right, yeah right, is right, right. the people that are upset want me to be that kind of comic and i'm just not like there's other comics that you would like more that's just not my style of comedy now that's really cool because a lot of comedians aren't able to find that flow like it seems like you found your flow and you're trying to you're trying to and you have a pretty general idea of how that flow moves and how to use your your own thoughts and your own energy to create your own products of Mm -hmm. of comedy um what what was the evolution like in trying to find that place for me because for me i i came into comedy and i was trying to please everybody Mm -hmm. i didn't do politics i didn't really do impressions or any like uh like I didn't take shots at anything. Now I take shots when I think it it just comes to me. And, oh, that deserves a shot. Sure, I'll shoot. But now, but then, back then, when I was first starting, I was like, oh, I really just want to be liked by everybody. And I, So what, what was that process for you in trying to find this flow? I had a very similar experience where my favorite comic when I started and the reason I started doing stand-up was Ellen. Mm-hmm. And she's very uh, clean, observational comedy that anybody can watch and like, you know, kind of like Seinfeld. Where yeah. it's like... Nobody's really going to be offended. Right. Right. And I also wanted to be liked. Um, and I was like, okay, I have to do comedy that's very clean and offensive, that kind of thing. And it really wasn't me. And that's why I kind of stopped doing stand up. I was like, okay, I, I started doing stand up a little bit. It was like, I don't get it. Like, I yeah. don't get stand up because it wasn't speaking to me. So then I started doing some more improv. Then I got back into stand up um, because I started talking more, more about myself. I was like, okay. And, you know, I came out or whatever. So I was like talking about like gay stuff. 
Um, did you come? Did you come out during your first years of doing stand up, or prior to doing stand up? Um, it was like kind of together. So oh, okay. I came out when I was nineteen, and I started stand up like when I took a few classes and then kind of quit was when I was like sixteen. Cool. You know, so when I prior to me coming out, I was just doing me like teenage yeah stand-up be like stuff. oh yeah, well, yeah yeah whatever yeah. you know some set up punchline the joke's not even funny at all sure, stuff. sure, sure. Yeah. yeah um then i started talking about like more personal stuff and i was like okay like i feel like that's me and then now i'm at the point where i'm like okay now i want to explore like social political stuff but i'm not like a political comedian mm-hmm. i just think it's like, oh, it'd be interesting to do a bit about guns or like um, climate change or, you know, kind of like more broad topics. And yeah, not yeah, yeah. necessarily just about me. Like, obviously, I'm still going to talk about like my life and, you know, stuff that I do. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, I love like George Carlin. You yeah, know? And yeah. I want to yeah. do more yeah. of that kind of comedy. Totally. That's cool. Um, damn, that's a loud, loud plane. Jeez. Wow. Is that landing on my apartment? I don't know, but I think we got to wait for that to pass. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Air Force One? I guess I live on the fucking next to a landing strip. Um, That's cool. Uh, And that plane also made me forget, Mike. Oh, well, I was going to ask if if your, also if your approach to things changed at all during 2020. You mean doing comedy? Yeah. Or like the things you talked about, or did you kind of open your mind to newer subjects or newer lanes of, of talking about different things that you maybe hadn't touched on before? What, what changed for you during well, 2020, um, we couldn't leave our house, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of Zoom comedy. So I felt like I wrote a lot of like Zoomish bits or stuff that was timely. Where it was like, okay, this is 2020. We're talking about COVID. Like I did a joke about drinking bleach or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like I did a lot of quote unquote clean comedy because um, I did a bunch of corporate gigs too because they want oh, to be squeaky cool. clean. Right. Yeah, so I ended right. up writing a lot of jokes to fit that. Mm-hmm. And now that we're doing live shows again, I'm like, oh, that, I hate that. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. And I will still do it. Yeah, if you yeah. want to hire me for a corporate gig, I have plenty of right, right, clean right. material. Right. Um, but that's not me as a comic. Yeah. You know, like none of that interests me. Uh, I hate doing it. Mm-hmm. And I will do it for the money. <laughs> but it's not, it's not fulfilling to me as an artist in any way. Yeah. 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 The Zoom the Zoom stuff I stopped after a couple. I I I decided to just focus on videos, stuff like that. Which is great and yeah. smart and your videos are so funny. And Thank you so much. Great. Yeah. Thank you. I have been tried they've tried to cancel me a couple times on both sides actually, I believe it. which is funny. Yeah, I saw a couple of your videos recently where I'm like, "Oh, I see how I think either side could be mad at you right. if you don't like comedy." Exactly. <laughs> if you don't know how to laugh, then you're mad at me and what I what my goal is is to make everybody mad at me so then at least they can all be unified and then I can create unity in the world. Yeah. And then we will be one united country, you know? Yeah, just a country that hates Brent Every, Pella. If everybody hates Brent Pella and has that one thing to agree on, just like we agreed on how crazy Tiger King was, then yeah. we can we can become more unified. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's funny. I uh, like I said, I didn't do any politics before 2020, and then yeah, I just got like mad at st- stupid people or people I thought was stupid. You know, mm-hmm. being stupid is subjective, whatever. But um, you know, I thought everybody in government was stupid. I still do, and, I, and I, well, yeah, you know, and I think a lot of extreme people on both sides are stupid, and I just got mad at stupid stuff, and I just started making fun of stupid stuff, and um, there was there was a a cool kind of like freedom in going into the 
quote political arena whenever I did or like the really really super topical arena of Mm -hmm. commentary and satire um there was a cool freedom from not caring about like negative comments or people thinking I'm like dude I've been called a Nazi and a and like a like the right, people on the right have called me a Nazi and like I mean, a, you do have like very an anti-gun blue guy. Eyes. Thank you so much. Yeah. They are not Italian. Um, <laughs> and people on the left have called me like a, a, fat, a racist Trump supporter. And like, I'm not any of those things. Yeah. But I like, I kind of like just think it's so, f- I, I, I just, it makes me want to do it more and more so that those types of people can get called out because they get called out every time. Every time somebody in a comment section or sends me a message calling me like a racist anti-gun guy that hates Mm -hmm. the military (laughs) or like a far uh, left fascist or whatever, whatever it is. um, I just, uh, it it makes me a little sad, but it also makes me laugh because it's like, dude, when, when are we going to learn to like laugh again? Right. You know? And that's what I'm waiting for. I'm, I'm really hoping people can, not be as like tight. Yeah. On I like topics. that you're, you're, you're like, I'm just going to take shots at everybody. Yeah. And then I've been kind of more like, I'm trying to craft every joke in a way where everybody agrees with the joke. That's really cool. You know, that's, I, Somehow, I love that. Even yeah, if yeah, you yeah. don't agree with the joke, but like, if I can lead you to like, you're like, oh, okay, that's a good point. Like, right. that's what I want. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which is the opposite. It is the opposite, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it needs to exist. Yeah. I mean, but both, both of the things are the same you know, we're trying to accomplish the same thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 I just, just like, but oh, that's fascinating. we're both trying to accomplish everybody hating me. Yes. The goal oh, that's, of, that's true. That's the goal yeah, of your yeah. comedy. Yeah, when I said, that's the goal of my when I comedy. said I want everyone to agree on the joke, the joke the was joke that Brent that Pellis. Brent's a failure. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Um, that's really cool. Now, when you, when you came to LA, d- did you also have, and when you were like, you know, ma- marinating in SF or whatever, <laughs> when you were marinating in the tenderloin, um, <laughs> did you have, and do you have like, other ambitions outside of stand-up or is touring stand-up comic your career path that you would love? Um, no, I would love to uh, act. Cool. Um, and I've done like small parts and stuff, but I would love to be in a sitcom or in a movie or several. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, my dream when I was a kid, when I was, and when I ended up starting doing stand-up was I wanted to have my own sitcom that was based around me. Oh, fun. Yeah. So That's great. I would still love to have that. Do you have a concept that you've been working on? Or that oh, you um, my reps wish I had a concept <laughs> that I've thought out fully and written out. Because you could probably, I mean, I think you could get that made. First and foremost, because you're hilarious. Thank you. Uh, secondly, because they're making a lot more stuff. They like are that. making Rami more stuff. Rami got yes. that show. Chris mm-hmm. Estrada got his show. Yeah. Um, who else? Wasn't there somebody else that got I their show? I just need help is really the issue. Sure, sure, sure. You know, because I don't have any experience doing that kind of stuff. And yeah. if I had like a writer that knew what they were doing and could mm-hmm. help me with flesh out the idea, I think it would be... Oh, Aquafina got her show. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like I have... I feel like I'm interesting enough in a way where we can make it into a show. I've just not been able to figure out how to do it because I don't know how. Sure. And yeah. I need to spend time to learn or get someone to also help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, those, those bigger projects are tough. I, you know, just sitting down to write it is hard. Yeah. Like the writing is hard, you know? Yeah. What, what's your writing process like when you're writing stand up? Do you just kind of go, do you ever sit at the computer and just kind of go? Um, I, tr- I'm trying to do that more, mm-hmm. but usually what I do is I'll think of a, like a topic or 
kind of a premise that I think is funny. I'll write it on my phone and then mm-hmm. I kind of try and write out some beats for it and then I'll try it on stage and figure out some of the punchlines that way. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. Um, my first two years doing stand-up, I had the spreadsheet mm-hmm. and I'll oh, wow. keep track of... Dude, I it was a little much. I would keep track of every single open mic I did for my first oh, yeah, I two years. I can't do shit like that. It was that. like 600 oh in, the, in the first two years. And I had one column was where it was. Second column was how much, how many minutes I did. Third column was the jokes I did. Fourth column was um, how each joke went. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. But I grew a lot yeah. in those first two years. I feel like I put in four years worth of work within my first two years of doing stand-up. You know? Um, I don't recommend doing that. I, yeah, I wouldn't do it's that. It's a little insane. But it it helped. And now I kind of just make random notes on my phone too. And yeah. I'll write out like a, a ROS, like a run of show before mm-hmm. a big headline set. Because um, I'm doing media stuff now with tech cues and music and stuff. So right, right, right. I try to do that. Um, yeah, that's all really fun. The trying to put together like a headline set. Are you are are, do, are you doing more headline stuff? Yeah, so I'm doing more headlining stuff, and I'm working on an album. I'm gonna cool. record an album later this year. So I do have to start writing out my jokes and figure out the flow. So I'm gonna yeah. have to do a probably like a Google Doc situation, not a yeah. whole spreadsheet. Don't do a spreadsheet. No. no, but I just have to figure out like what jokes make sense where and kind of make it flow. Yeah. Um, and I am doing more headlining stuff, so that is longer sets and figuring that out. It's really it's like a whole different thing than doing like a 10 minute spot. It really is. Yeah. Because 10 minutes you can, I mean, you can always get them in 10 minutes. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. You get a, you, you're like these couple bits work, you know, Easy. I do have something funny up top. Yeah. Do like a new thing in the middle, maybe, you mm-hmm. know, close on something strong. 10 mm-hmm. minutes, easy. 15 mm-hmm. minutes, even that pretty easy. Pretty easy. Once you do 30 plus minutes, you kind of have to keep them engaged the entire time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe you have like longer bits or just trying to make it make sense within like 30 to 45 minutes Yeah, is like a whole different thing than doing just like a 10 minute bit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really shitty feeling when, when I open hot and then like lose them for 10 minutes in the middle. Oh yeah. Terrible. <laughs> and then you gotta, Horrible. You got to like climb back out of that hole yeah. toward the end. Um, but also doing that, like those first couple years of stand up, I, I was doing, you know, I, I had my bits at like one minute, two minute, three minute. And then that kind of is still what I'm, it, it has transitioned now so I can write out, you know, I do like an act one, act two, act three for mm-hmm. my full hour. And it, each of those acts has a certain theme. Um, so it's transitioned a little bit, but I don't have any like seven minute stories or like a 15 minute which is fine on a topic. Yeah. I think I think that's fine, but it kind of took me a couple of years to get to the point where I thought that that was fine because I always thought, oh, uh, Dalia has a 15-minute story on this. Like, look at uh, Tom, Tom Segura has like a 10-minute mm-hmm. story. Look at Bert. He has stories and all these people. Whitney Cummings has this great story and, and everybody had like 10 or 15-minute chunks. Yeah. And I, I always thought I needed that. I guess, but I guess I don't. I don't think you do necessarily, but I do think it's easier to do an hour if you have long chunks yeah because you only have to do a few long chunks and then you've done an right. hour now you've done an hour yeah you know? do you have a long chunk um i have a f- some bits that are much longer than you know a couple of, like one-linery things but i'm, I'm trying yeah. to go back through my old material right now and uh how old uh, like embarrass like embarrassingly old not embarrassingly old but just stuff i don't do now okay but i'm like for the album i'm like well i gotta put out my old stuff so mm, i can yes. you know yeah 
put yeah. it on wax or how whatever they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let it go. Yeah. And have the people enjoy it. But I used to do this bit um, that was probably almost 10 minutes long. And that was like a chunk about a topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I stopped doing it for a while because it was... I maintain that I started doing this bit first, but then a famous comedian also did a very similar bit. Really? That was a, I think... I don't know if it was a different take on it or not, but it was a very similar bit. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I have to and watch it was the just videos. And uh, just a matter of kind of parallel thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I never saw yeah. this person's bit yeah. before I was doing this bit. And, you know, I, that we don't know each other. I, somebody, I feel like, stole a line from me once. It was a very specific line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was only like a year or two in, and I felt really weird about it. I, I had said, I had this joke about like uh, living with eight people in college. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how we used to play trash Jenga because no one would take out the trash. So we would just stack it up and stack it up and eventually it would fall over and whoever yeah. made it fall over had to take it out. Hilarious. And I heard this guy at an open mic say, yeah, man, me and my housemates used to play trash Jenga. And you're like, what? And I was like, wait, is that a thing? And I went to talk to him. I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, uh, just to let you know, it's all good. But I just want to let you know, like, I also have a bit called trash Jenga. And I just wanted to let you know and introduce myself. I honestly don't even know where to take it from here, but I just want to let you know that I also have that. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, no worries. Like, if one of us puts it on an album or a special, then maybe the other person stops saying it. But I think it's okay for now. I've never seen this guy again ever okay. in my life. Um, so who knows if he's still... So I think it's your joke. I think it's my yeah. joke now. But also, I think it was probably your joke to begin with. Yeah, it sounds like it was my joke yeah. to begin with. Yeah, um, yeah. that shit That shit is real weird, stealing stuff. Uh Bro, also, you, you know you have a Wikipedia page? Oh, God. <laughs> Do I know? Oh, my God. Because when I, when I went to look for a photo of you for the Santa Barbara show, I stumbled across your Wikipedia page, which is I did quite not make literally. It. I, I would not guess that yeah, you made it. Yeah. It's quite literally uh, every sentence is like a podcast quote. It's the creepiest <laughs> thing I've ever read in my life. Dude. I don't know who made it. One of my super fans or something yeah, or yeah, yeah. slash stalker no idea yeah um made a wikipedia page for me and i keep iterating that i want it taken down <laughs> i would rather have no wikipedia page than the page i have up right now Dude, the page you have is so weird it's it's so, so weird. weird you've never seen a wikipedia page like this ever I promise ever 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 everybody go to wikipedia <laughs> search for irene too uh, and read through sentences with podcast stamps at the end of them. As if yeah. somebody listened to every single podcast. They must have. They're, They're going to listen to this one. Oh my God. What great promo for me and terrible for your Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what they'll use. I I mean, re- they might finally went to take Chinese the page school. down. <laughs> parentheses, the Brett Bella show, oh. number 70 something. <laughs> I, I keep telling oh, I've mentioned this I think on maybe one or two other podcasts before I'm like please just take it down have make re- it a normal Wikipedia right. page have you requested it get changed I don't know how to do stuff like that yeah. I'm not good at technology uh, Wikipedia is weird because it's like anybody can edit it but, yeah. if, it, but you have to kind of be a Wikipedia creator That's or something I'm, I'm not going to get into the Wikipedia game so no, if somebody knows we how got to do too many it, other games to get yeah. into yeah. Wikipedia ain't the game no it's us. not it yeah. it's not going to do anything Like somebody fix it <laughs> Just request it gets fixed, please. I beg you. 
I used to really want a, a Wikipedia page for myself. Oh, me I too. Don't I used want one to. Anymore. Yeah, I don't. You used to. You don't want one. Now that I got one, I'm like, yeah. this is not what I asked. Like, you know right. when you ask the universe for something, yeah, but yeah, you weren't yeah, yeah. clear enough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want to be well, I want to be known by the world. Okay, here's a Wikipedia page. And you're like, fuck, damn it. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> Do you, did you have any like weird goals for your career that have kind of nothing to do with comedy but that you want to accomplish and you'll you could potentially be able to accomplish just by being like famous um well i was just telling someone this earlier today i huge fan of the gap the clothing store the yes gap. the clothing store the gap uh hilarious awesome <laughs> why uh i bought a lot of clothes when i was like a my kid. mom only took me to the gap when i was a kid so oh, I, I am also a huge fan I'm, of the again gap. i'm a suburban kid staple store same. at the mall they have great basics. I'm doing an ad right now for free. Um, <laughs> great basics. They do have great they basics. They do. They got solid colors. Solid colors. Solid, the stripe game at the Gap, unbelievable. Well, I don't do stripes, but their pants, incredible. Great khakis. Great pants, like, great khakis. It's very good, like, gender-neutral clothing Sure. in the women's section, and that's kind of the clothes I wear. Sure. Because um, I can buy men's pants, but, you know, it's got extra crotch in the front. And yeah, the, you don't need all that. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah, look good on me. it's just a lot of space. Me. Yeah, it's, yeah. It'll, it looks a little weird. Yeah. So love the Gap, and uh, I've always wanted to be a model for the Gap. No, oh really? Yeah. Wait, that's super cool. Yeah, I would love that. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my one goal. Oh my god, by being somewhat do you, famous. Do you have any like Gap, Gap bits? About no, but the Gap? I should write a bit about the Gap. You should. I went. That's I had. I used to have a bit about it, this. It would not play for me to be a model at the Gap, but it okay. was something about how. Um, oh, it was kind of dark. I think it was kind of dark. It was something about how single moms. Uh, <laughs> or when 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 a kid goes to college, their mom spends eight hours a day just crying at the gap. <laughs> something about that. Something about That's how fun. my mom is crying at the gap right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but dude, if you if you did like a gap bit, that's true. And it got really popular. I got to do a viral gap bit. Yeah, yeah. Or make like a gap related sketch or like a something like that. True. That's true. that's that's a great goal. That's yeah. a really cool. That's goal. that's what I want. Yeah, I could see you on like the big like you know oh, front of the. You, I would store. die. Are you oh, it'd be amazing. Me? Oh my god. You can make that happen. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, wearing a plain shirt and a jean jacket. Or, you know, it's like you just and then you smile or whatever. You yeah. Know. Oh, plus, that's great. Plus, when you're like famous and you're modeling, they're not like, oh, this is a model. They're like, oh, I know that person from something. Right. Yeah. Uh, my friend Chloe Feynman, who's on SNL, oh, yeah. just She's great. did something with Madewell. Oh, sure. Something like yes. that. And I've yeah. seen other people do kind of stuff like that once mm -hmm. they start to pop. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mine is to um, work with. Uh, this YouTube channel called Pasta Grannies. It I is. I feel like I might have heard of that before. Very old Italian women. Yeah. In Italy, making handmade pasta. I, I feel like I've heard of this. Yeah. It is so soothing. There's so much. That's soothing. incredible. I watch it at night before I go to bed. Really? A lot. Like an embarrassingly large. So they're amount. just making pasta. They make different dishes based on where they are. Like this British woman hosts it, and it's like a handheld YouTube show. Sure. And, um. She goes to like, you know, Nonna Russo's house in Sardinia. And Nonna Russo is like, Buongiorno tutti. Today I'm making... Da, da, da. She's yeah. speaking Italian. There's subtitles. The music is like this little oh my God. guitar riff. And 
she, they they show her making the pasta and using like fresh ingredients from her gardens, uh-huh. like wheat, barley, flour by hand with her organic eggs. And then at the end of the five minute video, she's got this beautiful dish. Oh, I've gosh. made some of the dishes. Oh, really? From like, the channel, you, you like follow the recipe? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause I cook a ton. Yeah. So I watch that show all the time, and it's like the the coolest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. I would die. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. Do they have like guests on ever? They never do. Oh, okay. So this would be a but little tough. It would be it would be hard. They do have pasta grandpas <laughs> from like time to time. Okay. So maybe when I'm like super old. Oh, um, so this is like a long term goal. It's a long. Ter- it could be a okay. long term goal, but if I get somewhere in my career within the next couple of years. And my, cause I have a, I have a food page on Instagram. It's oh, okay, at cool. Brent, Brent's food. And I post pictures I of all that. my I dishes. This. You yeah. do. It's, they're deli- it's delicious food. Um, and I want to do a comics dinner at some point soon. So oh, I'll yeah. let you know about that. I want to yeah, get some friends over. We should talk about this food thing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, should yeah. have, which is yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do a lot of handmade pasta. Incredible. And I post pictures of it and sometimes I'll tag them. And, and I want to like get to a point where, you know, maybe they see that and they're like, Hey, do you want to come be like a guest? Cause I have. Um, a cousin who's in her late sixties in Italy. Oh, okay. So how amazing would it be for for her to cook on an episode and mm-hmm. me just to be there as like her sous chef? You know, that would be really like that. Great. That would be it. That'd it doesn't need to be all about me. Sure, but, sure. You know, my but you co- have to my just cousin Hilda. Shoehorn your way into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could finagle a way yeah. to get in. Yeah. Um, that's at the top of the list for cool things. Uh, also, be in like an NBA All Star game, celebrity game. Oh, that would be, That'd be fun. Cool. Yeah. How yeah. famous do you have to be to play in that? You know, Alex Moffat was in it. He's on oh, SNL. Oh, he's on SNL. Yeah. He was on it a couple of years ago. He played in the celebrity game. And I think okay. he was year three on SNL. Okay. Social media following was next to nothing. Uh, he doesn't really do social Because he doesn't media. really yeah. do yeah, social yeah. media. So he kind of just has the tag of being on SNL, right? So I don't know. So, but it's different these days. Like, how famous are you if you're on TV, but you don't really have a following? Right, like right. that's the new kind of world that we're yeah. There's just like two different through. camps, right? It's like you have a ton of followers online, mm-hmm. or you're just on a TV show that people have seen for years, and, and maybe years. you're yeah. recognizable, but yeah. no one's gonna be like, "Oh, that's Brent Pella from the show." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I'm on Wild Now now, and, mm-hmm. yes, and I nobody saw that. nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, you're on Wild Now, right?" Like I went to a music festival last weekend, and I, I got a lot of, "Hey, are you the online guy?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you the guy that does the spiritual videos? Dude, I love those. That's, that's so fun. That's incredible. Which is great. That's yeah. really cool. Um, so I, I wonder sometimes, like, what and where's the payout of that industry-wise, right? Well, they probably just, because it's like these execs that are in charge of the yeah. NBA All-Star game. So that's right. probably, they're like, well, we know SNL. We pick the guy from SNL. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And then they might not be scouring Instagram. Yeah, they're probably yeah. not searching for... Uh, for for Gavin Newsom impressions. Yeah. Uh, let's well, because they're like, oh, we don't need more viewers. People know what the NBA right, All-Star right, game right, right, is. Right, right. They, they don't need a tag. draw necessarily. Yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. So I got to figure out how to use those things to my advantage because I don't have any rep. I have no rep. Yeah, yeah. So I got to figure out how to like... Well, you'll get reps at some point. Yeah. 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 And even if I don't, I'll try to... Yeah, yeah. For, you know, I'm in no rush. Yeah. But it'll be cool to say like, hey, Pasta Grannies, I'm on Wild Now. Oh, my god. You've seen that? Why don't you do a pasta granny's bit? I should. I should. I sh- I think I should also do like food videos now too. That's why I was like, we should talk later because yeah. I'm obsessed with food. Not. I Are you really? I don't make food. Yes. That's my, uh, if I were not doing comedy, I would want to do something with food because I love to eat. Really? Very picky about food. I have a, I would say very good palate. Okay. Um, uh, obsessed with good food. Great. I don't really cook though. Yeah. Um, so when you're on the road, do you seek out 
I, I try to go spots. to like I go to I try to go to like um you know cool restaurants and stuff and order stuff. What's Locals. your What's your like? I have, I have this too, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. mine in a minute. But what's your like go to? Uh, type of food when you're on the road do you like to experience something local do you look for a specific like a steak or like a, a unique italian pasta dish if you're in this place right um like well if i'm in because <clears throat> a lot of the shows are in a mall so yes. like i went to sack recently and there was punchline yeah punchline sack yep. it's by the mall there's yeah. nothing you can't really eat anything good around there so i had mm-hmm. like in and out burger you know stuff i've had yeah but if it's somewhere cool i will try to get something local like i think when i was in cincinnati they have like that cincinnati chili spaghetti you know that weird Whoa, dish no no it's like, that sounds wild it's so weird it's Whoa. like um i think it's called cincinnati chili okay and, and there's spaghetti involved yeah, there's like spaghetti and chili. I don't think it's good. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. <laughs> okay. the, the people love it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try the dish that you guys like here. And yeah. I was like, this? Yeah. This is this is the pinnacle of uh, food in of Cincinnati uh, gastronomy. <laughs> yeah, it's literally there's like spaghetti involved. I don't know. It's That's very strange. strange. But yeah, yeah, I try to eat like local stuff. Or if someone recommends a restaurant to me, I'll do that. Cool. Or you know. Yeah. If I saw it on a cooking show, I'll go there. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So so you say you have a good palate. I would say so, yeah. Is that because when you when you eat, you're consciously like making note of what you like and different flavor profiles and things that you enjoy? Um, I'm not a food critic in a way where I could tell you exactly what's in the food and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I feel like I feel like I know what's good and what's bad. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. You yeah. don't just like eat whatever. No, some no, people no, no. will just eat whatever. No, no. Yeah. Like I've been on the road with some people and we'll go to they're just like whatever. What's close? Apple no, bees, I can't. Stuff. No, I can't do that. It, yeah. That makes me so sick. Yeah, it makes it. Yeah, I like can't that. do that either. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so fucking picky, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm real picky with my diet, and I try to be on the road too. But if I'm in a place where I need to experience a certain type of dish, mm-hmm. I don't hold back. Like I was in New York um, two weeks ago for a couple of days. I told you about that when I, when we were in Santa Barbara. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I think I so. Yeah, you York told trip. me. Yes. Yeah, it was me. very fun. And I ended up getting uh, at least one bowl of pasta every night at oh some God, like incredible. super traditional yes. Italian spot. And even now, and I did this in New York too, but in LA too, whenever I go out for dinner, mm-hmm. um, I call ahead to see if they do handmade pasta oh my God. in the restaurant. I and if they don't, pasta. I don't go. I love handmade pasta. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll do a night here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll invite over the homies. Um, it's just so much better. I know. It's so much better. And if you're doing dry stuff from the store or some market or whatever, it's it, just, there's it a just tastes so much quality. better, you know, the bite is different. And I learned a lot from, did, did you ever meet Clay Cassis? Do you no, know who that is? I don't think I know. So that he's person. a stand-up comic. Uh, well, former, he doesn't do comedy anymore, okay. but he was one of the first guys I met in the scene. He did really dark one-liners like, uh, Mitch Hedberg mixed with Anthony Jesselnik. Okay. Um, he would hate me for that description, but it was a lot of that. And he uh, he was working at Islands, the burger joint in L.A., and okay, learning sure. how to cook and doing his whole thing. And now he's a co-head chef at a super awesome Italian restaurant in downtown L.A. called Il Fiore. And I learned a lot from him. And the shit he taught me was wild. Like, he taught me how to taste stuff. So now when I'm eating at a restaurant, I'm, I'm like, breathing in a certain way so oh. I can get, like, the flavor in my nose while I'm eating it and, like, how to pair wine and things like that. And there's, like, a whole world of techniques to eating yeah um that i've learning about and it's really cool that's it's, awesome it's a little snooty and a little like highbrow like okay fuckhead i don't need to smell your wine uh you know it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but it has given me 
a different approach to cooking. Right. Because I love to cook. Oh. Love to cook. Yeah. I would love to be able to cook. It's, it's, <laughs> I would love to learn to cook. It's just so yeah. time consuming. It is. Yeah. So what do you eat typically? Do you just order out a lot? I order out a lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, sort of make something from whatever I have in the fridge, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nothing did like that. Did your parents that. cook growing up? Yeah, they did. So they cooked for me growing up. And so I was very spoiled with good food pretty That's much cool. my whole childhood. Did they cook any like traditional stuff from uh, you, the homeland? Almost exclusively. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dude, um, good Chinese food is, is insane. Yeah, I mean, I it don't eat in Chinese so restaurants hardly ever. No, right? No, you can't. I can't. Where would you recommend getting like good Chinese food? That's like what a, I'm saying. Like, I, I can't tell you. You can't? Couldn't tell you because yeah. I don't go. Home, home, homemade Chinese food and restaurant Chinese food. It's not the same thing. It's not the same no. thing. I've had homemade Chinese food once from a friend back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like ungodly different. Yeah. Just the, the flavor and the way it was cooked and everything like. Well, because a lot of the Chinese restaurants that opened, maybe not now as much, but when they first opened in America, they were catering to like... American tastes? Yes. Right, right, right. So they're like, oh, how can I sell my food to these mostly white people? Yeah, Um, to these fat white people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) who don't understand our food. (laughs) Right. So that's kind of like where orange chicken and all this stuff came from. Oh, yeah, that's not Chinese None of that is real. Mandarin chicken, general Yeah, they just made some stuff together. They're like, oh, they like this. Right, right. Let's bread it and put sugar on it and oranges. I was like, none of us eat that. Yeah. Like, I've never had that at my house. I was like, oh, what What kind of, like, traditional dishes did your parents make? So we do a lot of soups. Love a soup. We'll do a lot of, like, noodles, a lot of noodle soups, stuff with rice um all the vegetables are usually cooked so we don't do any salads really yeah yeah um and then like seafood or like pork is usually in a lot of dishes Mm -hmm. so it's usually like a like a rice like you know just plain white rice basically in the rice cooker um some kind of vegetable like a spinach or some kind of cooked veg yeah sauteed in oil yeah pretty simple and then like maybe clams or like a pork thing some kind of meat and then just eat it like that or i'll do like a soup and noodle thing yeah like i love like a beef noodle soup huge fan of that it's pretty good it's pretty good beef and broccoli was always my go-to yeah Yeah. that's again not a real thing not a real thing i don't think it is or at least not not in our family that's really not a thing that i've had yeah Yeah. Yeah. um yeah my mom never cooked growing up so i kind of learned from watching my grandfather who his mom came from italy so she would always make stuff for him growing up and it's just so good. It's just so filling. Like, I'll do pasta one day, and I'm, like, hung over for three days from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch a Aziz's show, where and then he goes to, like, Italy and makes pasta? That, that I watched show? the show. I didn't... I don't think I saw that episode. What? Oh, I think it was... I think was it Master of None? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master of None. He went that. with um, his boy, right? Yeah, I don't remember what happened, but he goes to Italy and makes pasta. He goes to Italy pasta. and makes pasta. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, oh, I want to do that. that yeah, nice. I want to do that, yeah, too. Yeah. Dude, during the pandemic, I was looking up pasta courses in italy yeah i I really wanted to go i was like i just got to get the fuck out of america i still do i still really want to take like a one week that'd be so fun pasta class they have these they have these training programs in italy where you go and it's either one week or two weeks okay and you are hands-on cooking for a couple days like training and then they put you in a restaurant what yeah so you're cooking in the restaurant oh my god yeah or like at a market like a prep market this sounds like a tv show yeah but I, I want to do it so bad. I want oh to put gosh. down the phone. I want to not be on social media for like two weeks. And I just want to go to Italy and like cook. You should definitely do it. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be so I, cool. I, I really want to do that. I think I might do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what he did. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just remove yourself from this crazy place because shit's weird out here. Yeah, it's not good. Shit's real weird. Yeah. Are you going on tour again coming up? Um, yeah, I'm doing some headlining dates. Um, I don't know when this comes out, but... Uh... Uh, on Monday. Oh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'll already be back from this weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can look at my website for dates. Uh, but I'm going on tour and some of the tour dates with Pat and Oswalt. Nice. Uh, select few, so it depends on where you live, mm-hmm. if I'll be there or not. And then I'm recording my album. Do you have a place already? Yeah, you... I'm going to do it at the Punchline in San Francisco. Nice. Home, home club. Very yeah. cool. Very home cool. Club. Awesome. I think we're going to just do one show. So Ooh. One and done, baby. One and done. Hope I nail it. Cool. Yeah. That'll be right. When, when is that? Do you already have a date? Um, it's not announced yet, but okay. it'll... When it Next couple announced. months. Yeah, it'll come whenever. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. on. Um, I think we're about to hit an hour, so... Perfect. How do you feel? You feel good? I feel good. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Irene underscore two. That's T-U or go to my website, Irene two dot com. Uh, and Wikipedia. Oh search, my God. Search Irene two on Wikipedia to learn all you need to know about Irene two on Wikipedia. That's Irene two on Wikipedia dot com. W-I-K-I-P-E-D-I-A dot C-O-M. Uh, just type in Irene 2 into the search bar on wikipedia.com. <laughs> Please take the page down. Irene 2. All right, thanks. Thanks, Brett. Love you. And that's it. That's the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for hanging, for chilling, for cruising, for vibing. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for a discount on Magnesium Breakthrough. Come see me. Show dates at brentpella.com slash shows. A lot of fun shows coming up. A lot of cool announcements to be made in the fall and winter months. Uh, And hey, I love you guys. Okay? You should love yourself. Love each other a little more. All right? And go love Irene. She's awesome too. Okay, everybody? I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.